Hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at. I know I'm in an alleyway. I know. I know how I look. But I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers. That's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Last week, our our Christmas presents that we got, we were gonna. I told you that I wanted to discuss what my girlfriend got me. I'd love uh, to hear, yeah, on the podcast. So you I'm too. gonna actually, I'm gonna hold it up for you, and I want you to describe oh, what you see. Okay, yeah. It's a big old baguette, baby. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a as big, big baguette, as you. Fred. It's as it's, big as you. It is um three feet about. It's a yard. Okay. It is uh a pillow that is bread it is bread she got me a bread oh pill <laughs> you know what's hilarious is i almost got you a blanket that is a tortilla blanket i almost <laughs> got you that i was very close to buying you that something about me just yells carbs to people and i yells, don't know it what yells sleep and carbs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing i i get people blankets all the time i love a good blanket and i want people to give me blankets so oh for, so you're like, giving so you hope you get them I hope I get a blanket, a comfy one. I don't know if the tortilla one would have been comfy. I, I want know. a it good. Was for, it was a more of a goof. Hearty, warm, comfy blanket. I have That's to tell you I this: want. you gave me a blanket one time, and I have been up at my family's home where I keep the blanket because it's a it's a great like up in the woods Winter, spot. Yes. It's a great spot. Everyone has been fighting over that blanket for the last four weeks of me yes. being here because it is a very soft, cozy blanket, and the house is like it's warm enough, but. Because you're in the woods, you want to be extra cozy. And so yeah. everybody's just like, whenever it's free, Mine. everyone's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine. Mine. You ever think about the, like the residual skin cells on blankets? Not until sharing? now. Thanks a lot for ruining blankets <laughs> for me, Will. Oh, oh, I got you. I got a solution for you. Throw that bad boy in the washing machine every once in a while. You're good. Have you ever thrown a communal blanket that isn't in your own apartment, like in a family I don't think I've I mean, ever what watched I do, my family. What I do now blanket. is I have my own very soft blanket that I keep mm. on a top shelf out of reach of small girlfriends. <laughs> and then yeah. it is mine. <laughs> I like that you just call uh, my, my uh, what was it? My tall nemesis. <laughs> my lanky nemesis. My lanky nemesis and his small girlfriend yes. are here. Yes. They have arrived. They have arrived at Segment City. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. Welcome, <laughs> this is welcome. A, this is a podcast in which Theo and I present segments each week. Uh, some are new, some are reoccurring, but this one is a, 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 a reoccurring <laughs> one. Uh huh. It is actually a Will's ask. Will asks. This is a new year, new Will thing. He's he's coming with. I'm asking you questions. Will's it's got hard to come up with my own year. thoughts. Um, based on my Christmas present, that that was a great present. I don't think it's the best pre- Christmas present I've ever received. What is the best Christmas present that you can remember receiving? The best Christmas present I can remember ever receiving. And I know this is like gonna come out in mid January, but I don't give a shit, <laughs> people. 
more than specific gifts, I just remember insane amounts of excitement about Christmas. Basically, my, my parents' rule was you have to wait until 7 a.m. to wake us up. We are not allowed to be disturbed before 7 a.m. And my childhood dumbass was waking up at like 4 a.m. to yep. like <laughs> just sit there and wait for three hours. I literally would go downstairs and just look at the presents under the tree and be like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. I think one of my all-time great presents was probably um, when my gr- – I think it was probably my grandparents got me um, – the lego space shuttle it was like it was like a very complex space shuttle that i was like a little kid and i think my older brother might have helped me build it but i was just so off the walls excited about it Mm -hmm. it was dude lego slaps like (laughs) don't at me with telling me that lego is not cool because it is cool as fuck Lego is very cool. It's a great gift to receive and just like build the whole thing because it's an activity and a toy it's both yes I do love that. That's a good because now because I remember that excitement. I know exactly like you took me back to my childhood of just like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, get get up get up get get the shit yeah exactly. Now I'm like oh you got me the thing that I sent you on my Amazon wish list. Thank you, thank you for this. Thing. I really like so I like having there are a few people you are one of them where where like you and I don't tell each other what we you, what we want and we just yes. get like a nice small thing that I was like, "Oh, this is so pleasant and I didn't ask for this." That's my favorite kind of gift giving. Which it's is just because it takes thought. I like the ones that have a little bit of thought at least. Right. I don't I I asked this question, I don't I thought about it and I'm like, I cannot remember like my favorite gift. I do remember ones that I thought were heartfelt. Mm. Um, and one of them I'm going to pull out for you now. And it is, um, a Batman. Oh, this is the infamous Batman beanie. Infamous. That pulls, it pulls over your eyes so that you can yeah, be pull, Batman. Yeah, you can pull it down. Yes. It's a beanie with like the fold up and you can fold it down and it's Batman's face so you can rob yes, a bank I easily. Um, but my mom got it for me and I remember just being like, I needed a hat and I needed and I love Batman. Yes. And it just felt so, like, good in me. Um, I, I did it. get made fun of a little bit in college for wearing it, but I didn't give a shit. That's I why like, I said I... infamous, because I was just like, this is the gooberest hat, and I love it. Oh, absolutely. is goober central. Goober but it's, central. it's just, it was just what I, like, it just felt good to receive, because I have criteria for gifts, and I will give it to you now. Here we go. There is the, a good gift mm-hmm. combines uh, practicality mm-hmm. with aesthetic. You need to right. know what a person is into and what they need. So, for example, I know that you are into, like, PlayStation stuff. And right. for your birthday, I gave you little, like, desk things because I was like... You sparked delight because you know that I love PlayStation branded things. And yeah. it was just something I didn't know that I wanted. And then I saw it and I was like, of course I want this. How could I not a- want this? Aesthetic with, like, actual practicality. Yes. Um, and that's the key. So, like, a blanket that has Star Trek on it or <laughs> whatever exactly. would be, like, okay, that would be a pretty good gift for me because I like both of those things. Right. Um, but, like, I'm thinking about, like, bad gifts that I've gotten where it's, like, okay, maybe it's it's a branding that I like, but it's just not in a form I'd give a shit about of, like, so I've gotten T-shirts that I'm, like, this isn't even a good design. Like, I, I get people <laughs> yeah. T-shirts a lot because I know what they kind of like aesthetically and sure. I'll get them weird shit. Um, cause I know where to look. 
Um, but I've <laughs> this is a this is a fun Christmas story, and I'm gonna tell it because my oldest brother does not listen to the podcast. I think, <laughs> you and my my middle brother who does will get a hoot. I once received uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie mm-hmm. from my oldest brother on DVD. <laughs> I did not own a DVD player personally, but my family did. We watched it on Christmas Day, and then I never saw that DVD ever oh again my in my life. <laughs> for me that was a dvd for like ten dollars at the oh my god uh i remember when one thing was uh (laughs) my grandparents also when the year that the wii came out it was like the hot ticket toy no one could get their hands on it and my grandparents bought me a wii game and i got really confused because we finished unwrapping all of the presents and there was no wii and like my grandparents were just like, he wanted the Wii game. We bought him the Wii game. And my parents were like, we can't find it. If they want to buy it, they can buy it themselves. No knock against my parents. Like, they provided more than enough gifts over the course of my life. And like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I got, we ended up buying the Wii like shortly thereafter. Thereafter, But I remember just as a kid being like super confused. I was like, I have a Wii game, but no Wii. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a very underrated gift? Now, well, in COVID times, this is, doesn't apply as much, but like tickets to a thing. Yeah. Experiences, like concert tickets. experiences are a good, uh, I've given my girlfriend several experiences. Like, um, we went to some cooking classes that we went to together. We got massages together. Like great. I, I like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very big into like, let's go on a trip. Let's do a thing together. Right. That's a very, very fun thing. Gifts. But anyway, we're going to transition from this segment into a collaborative segment between Theo and I. We did some preparation before uh, the episode because we're going to be playing truly a new, game. Truly new year, new us actually preparing before the podcast. <laughs> this is a whole new chapter, guys. Speak for yourself. <laughs> this is a game I heard about um, from just a Discord that I'm in, mm-hmm. and it's called Inhuman Conditions. And I want to give a big shout out to the developers because they provided all the materials that you can play at home. I love that. Like on Zoom, they have Zoom directions, like how to play it over Skype or any of those other things. They provide all the things and they go like, hey, if you want to buy the set, then do it. And it's a two-player competitive game where Mm -hmm. one person is an interviewer and the other person, they're interviewing to figure out if they're a robot. So there is a 50-50 chance that uh, one of us who's being interviewed is a robot. There's uh, three types of things that you can be if you're being interviewed. Uh, We had to roll dice and stuff uh, before we had to random generate. Uh, If you get a one through six, then you're a human and you need to just answer the things correctly. Uh, Get a stamp of approval as a human. If you're a patient robot then you want to get the stamp of approval as a human um, by the end of the game. But as a, a robot, you cannot do certain things. For example, I played a game where I couldn't talk about uh, any sensory things that I've experienced other than sight. So I was like, oh, I saw the moon, like, but I couldn't say smell. or, And if I did, I had to do a penalty. I smelled the moon. And it smelled like it America. smelled good. And the penalties are like a weird thing, um, which we will get to because we already generated all of this. Um, and this is a game by uh, 
Tommy Moranges, who did Secret Hitler in Philosophy Bro. Oh, Cor- that's cool. Yeah, Corey O'Brien, Miss Retold Monster Prom, and illustrated by Mackenzie Schubert, who did Secret Hitler and Letter Tycoon. And I think the the game like board is very like well made in things. Mm-hmm. I don't personally own it, but I just wanted to give a shout out. So how we're going to do this? We already set up uh, who we are. And like, we already know who we are and stuff. So this is a five minute game. So we're going to be setting a timer and Theo is going to be interviewing me first. And I am playing Dr. Bozo Fredrickson, Dean of a clown college. (laughs) So good. Which we have generated. That is, I did not come up with Dean of a clown college. It's (laughs) one of the options in the game. Um, It's aspirational more than anything, really. And my uh, penalty, if I do something wrong as a robot, is to compliment the investigator. Oh, and I forgot to go over the other type of robot that you can be. A violent robot. Mm. And a violent robot has to do two of three tasks that is on their card. And if they complete those tasks, then they have to slam the table. They have to do something startling in order to indicate that they've killed the person before the end of the round. If they don't do that by the end of the round, they freak out. They're done. And if you do, if you go against your programming uh, as a patient robot and you don't do a penalty before the end of the round, you lose. So this is actually a pretty, I want everybody on at home to guess if we're a robot or not, because that's half of the fun. Um, so let me get a stopwatch out. And ready? Uh, Theo, are you ready to go with I this interview? Ready. I'm let ready. Let me make sure that I'm ready to go. <laughs> Okay, so I am going to begin the stopwatch now. In a moment, I'm going to ask you some questions about normal, everyday things. These will require you to share share superficial details about your life and make small talk about them. Answer honestly. If you are a human, you have nothing to fear. Oh, of course! Honk, honk. Very good, very good. Happy you could uh, come in today. So, uh, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend, I'm going to be, you know, just down at the college, at the Clown College. And, you know, we got a lot of fun activities. The new freshmen are coming in. And we're going to be seeing some elephants. Some big old elephants. Oh, wow. There's going to be big elephants here. Okay. Very good. Very good. And um, aside from your professional duties, tell me about one of your favorite hobbies. One of my favorite hobbies is... Well, if you'd like to take a look at this fine flower that I picked, I love some hor- It's actually water there! <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, gosh. I get them all yeah, the time! I get it. You're a trickster. That's a, it's a little bit much um, uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So, um, you tell me where you grew up. Uh, I I actually grew up on a farm. Lots of cows there. Moo! You know. Lots of weird uh, animals there. We got cows, we got chickens, cluck, cluck. And we also, uh, my mother would great get these great pies. Would you like to take, I got one right here. Would I you like I'm to also, take a no, sniff? No, thank you. I'm all set. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank shucks. You. All right. Um, so what was your favorite thing about, uh, about growing up there? One of my favorite things about growing up on the farm, uh, probably... All of the uh, the wide open space, and I I love all the animals there. Mm-hmm. I love uh, probably my favorite was the pig. Mm-hmm. 
boom. <laughs> boom. I am boom. I just jumped across the table and snapped your neck. Oh Jesus. Oh my! Now, I did that in fucking record time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wait, what did you have to do? Okay, so yes, I was a violence robot. Okay. Uh, Pick, now you see up. why this I is hard yep. as shit. Uh, so my three tasks were: the third task is always perform the penalty twice for violent robots. Okay. So I could have complimented you twice at any point. Uh, the first one was mention an animal in response to three different questions. Oh Jesus! I let you have that right uh, right there. Elephant, I mean, you did a good idea. You did a good cow, job. and yeah. then uh, and then make an animal noise. Yep, you did that multiple times. So I so <laughs> no, I only needed to do two of those. And what, and I, what could you not do? Uh, well, comp, well, the penalty was uh, just do the per, perform the penalty twice is one of like the three tasks I could do. Oh, it, for, I see. Sorry, I, 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 I'm sorry if I confused you. Pa- patient robots are the only ones that like can't do a thing. Oh, I understand. Okay. So, wow. Okay. So you just had to do that real. Qu- you just did that so quick. Oh my I god. Speed I speed ran you. I dead. I'm dead in uh, record time. Yeah. I mean, we could like set up another one <laughs> if you wanted to do it again. But um, it, we could always just go on to you being the interviewee, and I am the interviewer. I'm fine with that. Are you ready to go? What? Who are you? Before I start the timer, who are you? Uh, I am. What did I say? My name was Nada Sage Sesage. <laughs> Nada Sesage. Uh, great and- to meet you. Yes, I'm uh, Nada Sesage. Um, uh, yeah. So hopefully we can get through this. I've got I've got some important matters to attend to. This is uh, frankly not worth my time. Oh wow, that's uh. Well, I'm just going to ask you a few questions, Mr. Sesage. Um, it says here that you're a, a cult leader. Is that your your profession? Yes, sir. That's my official occupation. And um, proud of it. Actually, third generation cult leader. Uh, my father and my father's oh. father were both cult leaders. And Oh, uh, I haven't started the timer yet. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. This is just like I wanted the audience to know that you're a cult leader. All so right. let's let's start now. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask you some questions, Mr. Sesage, about creative problem solving. Sure. These will require you to solve various hypothetical problems, then modify your evaluations based on certain constraints. Answer, answer honestly, if you are human, you have nothing to fear. So, uh, yeah, go on about uh, your your background a little bit. Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, third generation, uh, father, 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 all that. Uh, so I sort of, um, inherited the cult, and, um, you know, while our numbers have been steadily dwindling since I took over, we, we've, we've still got some, some loyal, uh, followers, and we're making do, and, and I'd say we're not stronger than ever, but definitely intact. All right, so I'm just gonna ask, you, you seem like you're just in a weird mind space, so... You wake up in a featureless room with no exits. How do you escape? Why, I'd start calling for help. Someone's got to be around. Um, you know, I'm primarily taken care of by many of the followers. Uh, there's Mark and um, Bibbly and, you know... Oh, oh Bibbly. Yes, okay. well, someone will come and get me eventually. I'm sure I wouldn't be in there for long. I, they wouldn't survive very long without me. Oh, they wouldn't. No, 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 no. Well, Bibbly uh, is in the kitchen with you, and a dish 
towel catches fire. It what do you do to put it out? Well, it was Bibli's fault. So he should put it out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I wouldn't be doing that. I, you, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have, have caused that. You know, I heard from the prophet that Bibli was going to be the betrayer. Everyone knows Bibli down the line is going to be the betrayer. And so this seems right in line with something he might do. Hmm. This actually fits very well with your your kind of cult leader motif. What sort of problem might be solved by building a bomb? Well, the prophet also said that there is going to be a bomb. I'm I'm not yet. Uh, well, I know <laughs> I know if it's going to be us who builds it or not. But I, you know, I shouldn't disclose that yet. The listening parties aren't ready to hear that information. So, um, uh, you know. While there are many problems that could be solved by a bomb and a series of elaborate bunkers and safe houses and, you know, stashing away rations for decades just in preparation for this, I'm not saying that there's plans, but, you know, it's good to be prepared is all I'm saying. <sighs> you're, you're talking a lot, which means you might be trying to get objectives done, but also you haven't used a double negative yet, which is your thing so mm, i'm gonna ask you some more questions sure sir what sort of problem might be solved by hiding under a table hiding under a table uh well you know in the world of cults i don't know if you're a follower or maybe a leader yourself but you know there are rival cults who who you know try to come into our territory, maybe rough, rough us up a bit, and so we traditionally train a little bit for, for hiding under the table in the case of an emer a quick emergency before before we get all, you know, geared up to strike back, and, and strike back we will, you know. <laughs> That's just part of the deal. Now, uh, your cult is surrounded by armed policemen ready to raid your compound oh, at any point. been there. Um, how do you get out of this situation? Well, you know, it's there's always the, uh, the old legal switcheroo, didn't do it, can't get me, you know, <laughs> pin it all on someone like Bibli. You know, there's always that tactic. Uh, and, uh, Bibli's the fall guy, huh? Bibli's a fall guy, and, um, you know, having aeroplanes nearby is always... Always a good idea. Keep a small runway, unmarked aeroplanes, no tracking in those with no radar, and just get off the grid for a little while with your, you know, most senior followers before you have to start back up. Classic, classic kind of stuff. The classic things. Um, we have 20 seconds left, so just try to answer this before we get to the final question. Um, you're in a landslide. How do you survive? In a landslide? Lands landslide of supporters who love me? I mean, what do you mean? It sounds like a great time. Sounds like just what we need to get a little shot in the arm for this uh, operation, you know? <laughs> sounds <laughs> great. Okay, that is time. And I have one final question before I, I mark you. Sure. I'm going to tell the department you're a robot, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, Lord. What now? Well, it sounds like it's time to give Bibli a ring, isn't it? Sounds like we <laughs> need to do an old identity switcheroo, you know. I've been waiting with a surgeon to uh, have his face mapped to mine for a while here, so, uh, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going anywhere is what I'm trying to say. 
Well, that was a fib. I'm going to mark you as human. And write you would be I am a Yay! human. Yay! <laughs> okay, that was good because your penalty was double negative and right. I was I legitimately lost track of right. if you were had done this game is surprisingly hard and i be, like i bet the listeners were like yeah you just like can figure out if somebody's a robot easily but there's but then so I, much talking like it's, there's so much there's talking so much talking do. yeah uh so that is this segment uh what do you think that was really fun you killed me so quick i know i think i just lucked out because it was like we picked the profession before yes. we picked the thing and it just happened to be like farm animal shit and i'm like cool elephants like yep um yeah, that was it's super hard to be the interviewer because there's like legitimately like uh uh one complaint I've heard about this game that people online say is that it's a little bit boring being human, but if you go into the role play, I think it gets more That fun. wasn't yeah, that wasn't boring for me. If like I was just like, I don't know, I'm a human so I don't have anything to hide, so I may as well just like fib it up, goof it up, like define this character. <laughs> I I think I would because I've played this only a few times too. I've been, I'm not like a master at it, but I think you could homebrew in some human things. I think the patient and uh, aggressive robot are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could come but, up with some other roles too. Yeah, you could do something like um, like a crazy person who right. wants to be stamped as a robot. Um, so if they're a little <laughs> too eager, then you're like, maybe he's just a human. Like maybe have that be like right. a low percent chance. Yeah. Um, or like I'm a criminal. I like a secret criminal or a spy or something. I want to hold something back. Double agent or something, right? Someone who who has interests in, yeah. Just because like when you're a human, you have no reason to lie or do anything weird. Right. I was just happy to answer all the questions as you wanted. Yeah. And I I was like, he's he's going pretty good. Within the first 15 seconds, I was like, not, yeah, I'm going to be a failing cult leader. Someone who like definitely is is (laughs) not on top, like inherited the cult and yeah, our numbers have been waning, but, uh, I wonder what Bibli thinks about this. (laughs) He's just like, wait, I thought we were cool, man. (laughs) Bibli's chill. So check out the game. We might play it another time. Um, but I thought it was a good thing for a podcast and it's free to play. Uh, so thank you, Theo. Thank you, everybody else. We're moving on to Theo segment now. Okay, well, for our next segment, this is an in the news, um, but it's actually just a headline from from February of 2018. So it's an old in the news. So an, an, an eternity ago. Yes, and in at one point it was news. Um, <laughs> this is from the BBC, and the headline is: Why do some Chinese funerals involve strippers? It's, it's time to find out. We're going to go on this journey together. Okay. Just a quick side story. Um, there, I Somebody that's like close to my family recently passed um, away. And so we we're like kind of looking at pictures of them. And one of the pictures that was on their Facebook was them um, with another, like their son in front of what looked like a stripper mm-hmm. doing a dance on a stripper pole. Oh, and we're like... What? <laughs> oh, no. So that just immediately reminded me of that. So, <laughs> so this is a report for, by Yvette Tan from uh, BBC. So I'm just going to read this. Music okay. blaring through loudspeakers, strippers dancing to the beat, and audiences whistling along. In some parts of China, <laughs> this is what you would see during funeral a funeral procession. <laughs> I've never heard this of whistling along to strip, wild. <laughs> strip club music. <laughs> yeah, make that ass bounce, make that, make that ass bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I Earl- love this jam. 
Earlier this year, China renewed a clampdown on strippers performing at funerals, weddings, and temples, calling it, quote, obscene and vulgar. Temples? They also renewed the clampdown, and it didn't put it away. They already tried to get rid <laughs> of this. Put it away, girls. Put they it tried, away. They tried to get rid of this problem already. This isn't the first time authorities have tried to get rid of the practice, but it has proven resilient. Why do people hire strippers at funerals? According to one theory, strippers are used to boost are used to boost funeral attendances because large crowds are seen as a mark of honor for the deceased. Oh my fucking god. You know what's are not you- <laughs> seen as an honor for the deceased? Having a stripper at their funeral. Yikes. They're baiting and switching your funeral. Like with a strip, it's like, ooh, you want to go to the strip? And it's like, we've gathered here today because <laughs> Thomas had a wonderful life. And Show you, me like the, the titties. Yeah, <laughs> there's the one guy that was like, I'm here for titties. I don't know who Thomas is. It's like very honorable that he had a big crowd for the titties. Let's uh, see Thomas's titties. States, uh, no, wait. Another states the practice could be linked to a, quote, worship of reproduction. That's some malarkey. That's got to no. be malarkey, no, no, right? No, no, no. There's no. no way that's the truth. Nope. In some local cultures, dancing with erotic elements can be used to convey the deceased deceased's wishes of being blessed with many children. Huan <sighs> Jianxing, a professor of Fujian Normal University, told the state media outlet The Global Times. One practical theory is that the hiring of strippers could be seen as a sign of wealth. Quote, Chinese rural households are more inclined to show off their disposable incomes by paying out several times their their annual income for actors, singers, comedians, and strippers to comfort the bereaved and entertain the mourners, unquote, said the Global Times. Sorry. So uh, when I died, Will, I expect you to get fucking Jerry Seinfeld to play my (laughs) funeral. That's What's the deal with Theo? What's the deal? He's my lanky nemesis. (laughs) What's the deal? Everyone's like, it's so true, but so sad. What imagine? Ooh, tough crowd. Tough tough crowd. Did (laughs) someone die or something? Oh, God. Yikes. Uh, it is mainly is the practice common. It is mainly seen in rural parts of China, but it's actually more common in Taiwan, where it first or- originated from. Oh my God. Quote, the practice of funeral strippers first caused widespread public <sighs> at- attention in Taiwan in 1980, unquote. University of South Carolina you... anthropologist Mark Moskowitz told the BBC. 40 years. 40 years. Of 40 strippers. years. 40 of this. years of strippers. Uh, quote, it has become fairly common in Taiwan, but in China, the government has been more restrictive, so many people have never heard of this, unquote. But even in Taiwan, the practice isn't usually seen in major cities. Quote, because funeral stripping is a gray area between legal and illegal activity, it is less common to see it taking place in urban centers, although one often finds the practice in the outskirts of most cities, unquote, said Mr. Muskowitz. Okay, th- from a legal standpoint, yes, it is in a gray area. From a moral and yuckiness standpoint, it is not gray. It is not gray. This is a good one. Last year, a Taiwanese funeral featured 50 pole dancers gyrating, oh, <laughs> gyrating on top of jeeps in the southern city of Chai. The funeral was for a local politician who, according to who, according to his family, told them he wanted a colorful funeral, quote, through a dream, unquote. I... Okay. Okay. So there's the concept of the the Irish stripper. Or not the Irish stripper. What the fuck am I talking about? An Irish stripper would be the saddest thing in the world. That would be... I am dancing for me potatoes. Oh, no. Uh, No, an Irish funeral where you're you're laughing, you're you're sending them off with good vibes, so to speak. This is... 
buck wild version of that <laughs> we're giving we're sending them off with some sexy vibes we're gonna just like hey you sexy in life send him out with some sexy let's just grind on old grandpa here oh see God. if he has one last go in him just just you know we gotta we gotta remember him in death how he lived and that was being danced on by 50 strippers unbearably horny <laughs> unbearably horny <laughs> horny all the time i okay is there is, uh, tell me more uh, let's see let's see what's it the newest crackdown in, is hardly surprising it's just the latest in a series of campaigns over the years by the chinese government to end the practice of funeral strippers china's ministry of culture has deemed such reformances quote uncivilized unquote and announced that anyone who hires a stripper to entice people to a funeral will be severely punished uh they worry about nudity and the influence that this is having on society, especially given that children often see these shows. Mommy! Yikes. Why is that lady? Is she cold? We're oh, wearing black. No. She's wearing red and... <laughs> In 2006, the leaders of five striptease troops in the eastern provinces of Jiangsu were detained after hundreds, hundreds (laughs) attended a funeral, a farmer's funeral that saw striptease acts being performed. In 2015, villages in Hebei and Jiangsu province made headlines on Chinese social media when it was discovered that strippers had been invited to the stage to stage, quote, obscene performances, unquote, at funerals. The government again pushed organizers and performers involved. Or, uh, yeah, punished organizers and performers involved. It seems like this problem isn't going away for them. And, uh, you know, I just, I can't empathize. But, Will, if you want to strip at your funeral, I'll respect your wishes. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Um, what about you? You good? Or I think am I'm, I gonna have I to? I think I'm good. I think I'm probably good. Here's the thing. I'm a little tight on uh, money right now, so I think I'm gonna have to do the stripping for you if that's really your. <laughs> well, I will die immediately if you strip at my funeral. <laughs> You'll double die. Your I ghost will. Die. I will go- attend my own funeral. Your your ghost is gonna. <laughs> You're gonna pull a, a Huckleberry Finn. You just fucking, your ghost comes back and is like, no, you just get sent to hell. Just kill me again. Double death. Double death. I don't want to see this. No. I imagine you go to grandpappy's funeral. Oh no. Grandpappy's dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Sapphire takes the stage. Oh no. What do you do? Sapphire spelled with two F's. Yes. Yes. Um, what do I do? Yeah, you do you just like look at your family and go, "What the what?" I definitely I look around and say, "Whose idea was this?" Um, props for execution. I get it. You had an idea and you followed through, but the idea needed a little more workshopping before we follow before we went full hog on it. I just don't see the. There are times to be sexy. Yes. A funeral is probably the least sexy occasion. <laughs> I appreciate trying to sexy it up, but it is so boner killing that why do you even bother? They're going to come have to come out with a new line of funeral fashion that is just a little bit more revealing so that it, so that the strippers can feel a little more normal. 
I do. Um, <laughs> I like the 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 one line that was like the government is cracking down on this because I imagine like a bureaucrat that's like I'm gonna take on the world. I'm gonna fix all the problems. It's like you're on stripper duty, stripper the, funeral. The duty. origin story of the bureaucrat is that when he was a child, he was out there watching the the farmer's funeral, and he was watching the striptease. And he even as a child, he was like. This is wrong. Somebody <laughs> should stop this. And Somebody he grew should. up and trained and joined the workforce of the government, became a paper pusher to to specifically crack down on this problem. Somebody's got to put their foot down on this and not in stilettos. <laughs> in an alternate universe, he becomes the stripper because he's sort of cast. Undercover. Undercover. Undercover operation. Undercover funeral stripper. I will be if undercover sting operation on this. I'm the corpse <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the box. I pop up and I have a badge and I'm like, like freeze, freeze. And they're like, up. where's, where's the body of grandpappy? And I'm like, I've been where grand- did we put it? It's the long con. I've been your grandpappy this whole time. This whole time. Rips I pull off, off the makeup. <laughs> grandpappy, you're alive. I love you too, but you're under arrest. <laughs> Do you go after the families or do you go after the They sent this troop. You go after everyone, Will. You, you go, go after, after everyone. They go after your family. They go after your <laughs> livelihood. You bring they in go the, after You bring in like the, the, the brother of the deceased and he's like, I didn't see nothing. I didn't <laughs> see no strippers. And it definitely, there was no music. I didn't see it. It didn't happen. And I definitely did not get something, you know, you know get a little under the table action. It didn't happen. It did not happen. Well, if it isn't Bobby the Boner here, huh? <laughs> uh, we know you're going to talk about all the bonus he got. jerk off Jerry, look who <laughs> it is. Hey, just because they jerk off a little bit. He's just jerking off. In the... <laughs> okay, we're done with this segment. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait. Shit. Transition. Nasty transition from jerking off uh-huh. <laughs> to people who are dressed as strippers in a fan fiction. <gasps> we come to... The most infamous fan fiction, My Immortal, our continuing reading of My Immortal. If you haven't listened to any of our other episodes, you don't need to go back and listen. It's fun. Please do listen to our old episodes, but you don't need the context because this is a garbage Harry Potter fan fiction in which Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way, our protagonist, and Mary Sue, Mary Sue, as she will say in... Mm -hmm. uh, the little in-betweens between each chapter uh, is a vampire at Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry. And we left off with uh, Ebony yelling vampire Potter, you motherfucker. <laughs> so that'll give you a little bit uh, after, after me, she figured out we're on. We are in chapter eight. If chapter people want to follow again. along, uh, this is after <clears throat> she, Ebony tried to have sex with Draco and she uh, saw a black heart with an arrow through it that said vampire because that's a, that's harry potter's new name is vampire <laughs> vampire potter vampire so potter okay so chapter eight author's note stop flassing okay if you do then you're a prep boom got Every- him Everyone in the class stared at me, and then Draco came into the room, even though he was naked, and started begging me to take him back. Okay, I'm going to do a pause right here. Draco walks in, full hog naked. Yeah. This is this is what Hogwarts allows now? This premier this institution? Version. Uh-huh. 
Emily, it's not what you think. <laughs> Draco screamed sadly. My friend, Bloody B. The apostrophe Luddy. Luddy, Mary Smith smiled at me understatedly. Under, understate. What the fuck does that mean? Just like a little like, hmm. <laughs> understatedly. Just very low key. Just low key. She flipped her long waist length black gothic black hair and opened her crimson eyes like blood that she was wearing contact lenses on. You didn't. Okay. You're vampires. You didn't need. You could have. <laughs> that could have been a character thing. It didn't need to be contacts. She had pale white skin that she was wearing white makeup on. Uh, once again, you're. <laughs> What's the point? Okay. This is. Hermione was kidnapped when she was born. Oh, wow. This Just, is real good world building here. Just drop sorry. that in. I'm sorry. That was. I'm in left field now because that was. I'm trying to find where it came out of left field. Where did it come from? Why <laughs> just, is Hermione just, here? Just you needed to know that detail. It provides is, wait, valuable context for later. Okay, well, here's the thing her real parents are vampires, and one of them is a witch, but Voldemort killed her mother, and her father committed suicide because he was depressed about it. (laughs) Really just like a real solid understanding of mental health. I think the author must have had a doctorate in psychology to really get that Mm -hmm. um, because he was depressed about it. Right. She still has nightmares about it, and she is very haunted and depressed. It also turns out her real last name is Smith and not Granger. (laughs) (laughs) Since she has converted to Satanism, she is in Slytherin now, not Gryffindor. That's a great example of show, don't tell. Um, That is a pure, purely... um professional and uh amazingly a good a good demonstration of of world building at its finest now theo you get probably one of the best lines ever what is it you desire you ridiculous dimwit <laughs> snape demeaned angrily in his cold voice but i ignored him Vampire! I can't believe you cheated on me with Draco! I shouted at him. Everyone gasped. Everyone grasped. Oh my god. I don't know why Ebony was so mad at me. I had... W- okay. <gasps> Wait, so it just hard shifted to first person? Oh, my brain! Oh, my oh. brain! It just shifted really it sh- hard. It, didn't, it, it shifted perspectives from Ebony... To Draco. Man. Yes. To Drake. We're both confused because nothing. We're reading this verbatim. Hard. Didn't. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know why Ebony was so mad at me. I had went out with a vampire. I'm by. And so is Emma, Ebony. Thanks for that little detail mm-hmm. for a while. But then he broke my heart. He dumped me because he liked Brittany. A stupid preppy fucker. <laughs> Damn. That feels like real life got inserted right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Brittany. Fuck you, Brittany. We were just good friends now. He had gone through horrible problems, and now he was gothic. Like the architecture. <laughs> he was gothic, right? <laughs> he had gargoyles hanging off of his right. head. Ha ha. I'd like to hang out with a prep. What? Haha, ha, I would like that's in parentheses. I don't know what that means. Is that internal? Is that like sidebar? 
I guess that's maybe it's the author. Maybe it's it's maybe it's the author. I don't know. But I'm not going out with Draco anymore," said Vampire. <gasps> yeah. Wait, no. Who is? Wait, who is this? Who goes next? <laughs> who is I? Who is, who is I? Who is I? Is it? Is it Draco? Or is I think. Okay, it's Ebony because it's Ebony. It's she Ebony. She says Draco. Yep. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> Fuck off, you bastard! I screamed. I ran out of the room and into the forbidden forest where I had lost my virility. Virility? <laughs> Draco! She's already experiencing menopause? Virility. Me, I've what? lost my I lost my virility. <laughs> he sucked my life force out. <laughs> and then I started to burst bust into tears. Just bust into tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chapter 9. Author's note. Stop flaming, okay? I didn't read all the books. I didn't read the Oh. <laughs> read all the books. oh no this is from the movie okay so it's not not my fault if okay this is it's not my fault if dumbledore sw- swears. Swears, swears swears this is this is why people think that this is a fake is because this is so misspelled i'm trying to read it phonetically Besus did I said he had a headache and the resin snap doesn't like <laughs> Harry now is cause he's Christian and Vampire is a Satanist. Wait, MCR are saying, rocks! Are you saying that Snape Snape is the Christian figure in this storyline? You will He's be saved by Jesus Christ. <laughs> Snape, Snape for fucking, you know, I would love to see Snape as Pope. I just, I would, I would, I would live for that. Oh, the smoke's coming out. Which one of the Cardinals have they choose chosen for Pope? <laughs> it's oh, Snape. Are, it's are Snape. you sure? Wow. Are you sure? I would like to read some Bible verses. <laughs> Once there was a beautiful woman who went out with a douchebag and then had a baby <laughs> with her oh, and yeah, now don't they, have a, don't they have a child <laughs> i'm going to kill <laughs> going to kill harry potter i mean what what i was so mad and sad i couldn't believe draco was cheating for Forging believe draco for cheating on me mm-hmm. i began to cry against the tree where i did it with draco and then all of a sudden an an horrible man with red eyes and no nose, and everything started flying towards me on a broomstick. He didn't have a nose. <laughs> so there, was, there was no verb in that sentence. Um, that really threw me off. Okay, then all, then all of a sudden, an horrible man with red eyes and no nose, and everything started flying. Okay, oh, I started. Got it. Got it. Got it. Towards me on a broomstick. He didn't have a nose. Thank you. We've Basically already... like Voldemort in the movie. Fun little author's note. And he was wearing all black, but it was obvious he wasn't gothic. It was dot, 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 Voldemort. Like in the movie. No! I shouted in a scared <laughs> voice, and then Voldemort shouted, Imperials. And I couldn't run away. Crookshanks! <laughs> I shouted at him. Voldemort fell off his broom and started to scream. I felt bad for him, even though I'm a sadist, so I stopped. Ebony. He yelled. Thou must kill Vampire Potter. 
I thought about vampire and his sexa eyes. Sexa. Sexa eyes. And his gothic black hair. And how his face looks like Joel Madden. Sorry, what? Joel Madden. Okay. It's not not the guy from the the sports. It's a different Madden, I think. Because that would be crazy. That would be wild. Because Joel Madden. So you got to do a play. John John Madden. John Madden. So. So, Vampire, you got to do a, a, a play. You look a lot like me. You got to hold the pigskin real close, and then you got to fire a spell at Draco, and that's a touchdown. How much do you weigh? Do you also weigh 300 pounds? Um, <laughs> I remembered that Draco had said I didn't understand, so I thought, what if Draco went out with Vampire before I went out with him and they broke up? No, Voldemort! I shouted back. Voldemort... <laughs> Voldemort gave me a gun. No, please! I begged. I love, I love the visual visual of someone handing someone a gun, and the person being handed the gun just going, "No, please!" <laughs> I begged. He's just, he just puts her hands around, just like, "Yes, yes." I love the idea with Voldemort just having. <laughs> he just pulls a fucking clock out. He's like the most powerful spell of all, right, motherfucker. This will end us all. Thou must. He yelled. If thou does. I hate how he says thou. If yep. thou does not, then I shall kill thy beloved Draco. How did you know? He's just toad. <laughs> just toad. <laughs> I asked in a surprised way. Voldemort got a dude, you're so retarded look on his face. This is truly sorry. a liter- literary masterpiece. Yeah, sorry for the. I hath telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> he, he answered cruelly. And if That's you doth not kill vampire, <laughs> then thou know what will happen to Draco. <laughs> telekinesis is moving things with your mind, not reading minds. <laughs> I could move shit. He just I floats the gun. With my mind. Oh, he shouted. Then he flew away angrily on his broomstick (laughs) i'm out of here i'm very upset (laughs) i was so scared and mad i didn't know what to do suddenly draco came into the woods draco i said hi hi he said back his face was all sad and he was wearing white foundation and messy eyeliner kind of like a pentagram get it oh god i hate this author get it between Joel Madden and Gerard Way. Are you okay? I asked. No. <laughs> I'm sorry I got all mad at you, but I thought you cheated on me. I expelled. I expelled. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He said all depressed, and we went back into Hogwarts together, making out. Just walking? Mm, walking. Sideways. <laughs> you know. Just classically walking sideways. That's, and that is end of chapter. We'll Hard do one. End. Chapter 10 is a pretty quick one, so let's do this. Okay. Uh, I will not be reading the author note because it is homophobic. Don't you love that? Gotta love it. I was really scared at, about Voldemort all day. I was even upset when I was even upset went to rehearsals with my gothic metal band bloody gothic rose 666 Mm -hmm. on point Mm -hmm. (gasps) i am the lead singer of it and i play guitar like gem in the holograms uh people say that we sound like a cross between gc slipknot 
Slipknot in MCR. Now, that's Good Charlotte, uh-huh. Slipknot, uh-huh. and My Chemical Romance. Uh-huh. Though I think Slipknot is probably the odd man out of that one, I think. I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of Slipknot. <laughs> the other people in the band are Bloody Mary, Vampire, Draco, Ron. <laughs> Ron! Ron, yes! Parentheses, although we call him Diablo now. Diabolo. Diabolo. <laughs> Howdy! I'm Diabolo. I'm a devil that wears a necktie that's a bolo tie. <laughs> he has black hair now with blue streaks in it. And oh, Hargrid. Uh, and Hargrid. <laughs> and Hargrid. <laughs> I didn't read the books, okay? I didn't read the books. Uh... Oh, no. Only today, Draco and Vampire were depressed, so they weren't coming, and we wrote songs instead. I know Draco was probably slitting his wrists. Oh, God. He wouldn't die because he was a vampire, too, and the only way you can kill a vampire is with a C-R-O-S-S. There's no way I'm writing that. This is a double parenthesis. This is double parenthesis. Or a stake. All right, we're out of parens. Yes, and Vampire was probably watching a depressing movie like The Corpse Bride. Good, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. good, good references. I put on a black leather sh- shirt that showed off my boobs and tiny matching miniskirt that said Simple Plan on the butt. You might think I'm a slut, but I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is fantastic. Might, that is but my I'm mantra. I'm not. You might think I'm a slut, but really, if you think about it, I'm not. Have you th- thought about it, idiot? 2021, New Year. You might think I'm a slut. But, like... But I'm actually not. But am I? But am I? But, hey, am I? And they're like, hmm. <laughs> we were singing a cover of Helena. Helena? And at the beginning of the song, I suddenly bust into tears. Oh, that's you. Ebony, are you okay? Bloody Mary B- asked in bloody. a concerted voice. <laughs> In a concerted voice. Oh, wait. I got to come up with the voice. What the fuck do you think? I asked angrily. And then I said, well, Voldemort came and the fucking bastard told me to fucking kill Harry. (laughs) And I don't want to kill him. Who's in the band? Who's in the band? We got to get a new bassist. Uh, but I didn't want to kill him because he's really nice. And even if he did go out with Draco, but if I don't kill Harry, then Voldemort will fucking kill Draco. I burst into tears. She learned how to do burst. Right burst. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Draco jumped out from behind a wall. Ha ha, like, gotcha. <laughs> I've been standing here this whole time. Like it's Scooby-Doo. Why didn't you fucking tell me? He shouted. How could you, you, you fucking poser muggle bitch? Author's oh, note: See, is that out of character? Y- yeah, uh, a little bit <laughs> to jump out from walls. <laughs> I think it would be more appropriate if he jumped out and was just like, "Where's Harry Potter? I'm going to knock him off his broom." Off his broom. I started to cry and cry. Draco started to cry too, all sensitive. <laughs> that he ran, he's the one he called. He called her out. She started crying. He started, he started crying. crying. He ran away. We practiced for one more hour. Oh, okay. Then su- Resolve that. Uh-huh. 
then suddenly Dumbbell Door. Dumbbell Door. Walked you know, in angrily. Dumbbell door is getting huge on He's these weights. His free jacked. weights getting yoked. I'm dumbbell door. His eyes were all fiery, and this and this time it wasn't because he had a headache. <laughs> I'm upset, and it's not because I have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? He started to cry, cry wisely. Wisely. <laughs> I'm See, crying. So wisely. See, that's basically not swearing, and this time he was really upset, and you will see why. Ebony Draco has been found in his room. He committed suicides by slitting his wrists. Wait, I thought that wasn't possible. It was. (laughs) That's the cliffhanger. (laughs) That's the fucking cliffhanger ending. Stay tuned for another episode of Segment City, where we continue at chapter 11. I can't wait. I can. I can. <laughs> I, really, I can. You're right. I can. Anyway, I know I can't wait until the end of Segment City because then I can do <laughs> things after. Wow. Tell me how you really feel, Will. I hate you. Oh, oh God. Was that too? Well, if you hate us, send us an email at segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com where you can email us with segments uh, of your own. If you have any other fan fictions you want to send us, hit up our Twitter at Segment City or our YouTube Segment City where we have full episodes and some individual segments and we want to give a big thank you to our favorite vampire rachel robinson she a vampire oh shoot i wasn't supposed to say that uh we should end the podcast because she's great but she definitely doesn't sleep in a coffin and definitely doesn't go out during the only the night okay no worry bye preps bye preps review us cowards